Summit Medical Group is the largest physician-owned multi-specialty medical group in New Jersey. Now helping you live well and stay well with SMG Radio. Here's your host, Melanie Cole. The United States Preventive Task Force and the American Cancer Society released new guidelines for cervical cancer screenings, PAP and HPV for women 21 through 65. Today, my guest is Summit Medical Group family medicine physician, Dr. Rashmi Srinivas, here to discuss those new guidelines. Welcome to the show, Dr. Srinivas. Tell us a little bit about the new pap smear guidelines and what every woman should know. When should we start getting our pap smears? Thank you for, again, having me on the show. So the guidelines have changed. The new pap smear guidelines um, since 2012 um, have been that women should start getting her screening at the age of 21. Before it was thought to be prior to 21 if you were sexually active um, and, you know, it was three years prior. So right now it's just universal for everybody. At the age of 21 you should start getting your pap smears. Um, And it should be at various intervals depending on your age group. So... um, between the ages of 21 to 29, it should be every three years. And that's just pap smear only. Um, once you turn 30, 30 to 65, you want to get both HPV, which is the human papillomavirus testing, along with a pap smear because human papillomavirus does certain um, strains do cause cervical cancer. That's why they should be co-tested. And there's more at risk for uh, women who are above 30 um, as they are less likely to cure that infection. So if you do get both testing, or what's called co-testing, it could be extended to every five years. But if you just get a pap smear, it could be every three years. And you typically, the age that you stop is around the age of 65. Uh, now that's a loose, uh, you know, guideline because really it depends on whether the woman adequately was screened prior to this, which means, you know, have they been getting regular pap smear up till now? Um, and whether they had a hysterectomy, which means uterus being moved, um, typically you can stop if it's because of a benign reason. If it's not cancer, you can stop screening when that's done. But if it's not, you know, you, it would continue. Uh, it would be recommended that you continue getting screened with the Pap smear. What's involved in the Pap smear? Now you and I both know if we've had them, but for anyone listening that that has never had one or is afraid of getting them, it's really not that big a deal, and it takes just a matter of minutes, mere minutes. So explain the procedure just a little bit, and then what happens after you get your pap smear, it goes on to pathology or to the lab. So give us a little bit of the procedure here. Sure. So pap smear really, you know, um, you know can be done you know, right at the doctor's office. You know, it doesn't have to be done as, you know, uh, in an operating room or anything like that. It's done right at the doctor's office. It takes about two to five minutes at most. Um, and it's usually typically done when the woman comes in for her annual gyne- a gynecological exam or annual uh, physical exam. Um, basically entails the woman, um, you know, lying on her back, sitting with her uh, legs wide open um, onto the sides. And... Um, <clears throat> The doctor typically will view her cervix through um, by using a tool called a speculum, um, and then that allows the doctor to visual to visualize the vagina as well as the cervix um, to allow for sampling of the cells outside of the cervix as well as inside of the cervix. That's what that's what a Pap smear entails: basically sampling of cells outside of the cervix as well as inside. And through that same test, um, uh, the doctor can also test for 
um, human papillomavirus, as well as gonorrhea, chlamydia. Um, and this typically, you know, after this is sent off to the lab to be processed, and usually takes about, I would say, 48 hours to, you know, 48 to 72 hours for the results to come back. Tell us about those results, because an abnormal result, a positive result on your pap smear doesn't necessarily mean you have cervical cancer, although that's the first thing that's going to go through every woman's mind. So speak about the results a little bit. Sure. So once the doctor calls the patient with the results, it's typically, um, you know, there'll be pathology lingo uh, that I don't want to get into, but basically it could be, you know, satisfactory for evaluation and it's completely benign. Um, and that means that, you know, the woman doesn't have to worry. She can go through usual testing, as we discussed, the usual intervals of testing. However, if the doctor comes back and says, okay, you know, the results are abnormal, pap smear is abnormal, um, it could mean uh, various, one of various things. It could mean um, that there is some abnormal cells that we don't know what it is. It doesn't necessarily mean cervical cancer. It just means, you know, there's some cells that are abnormal that need further evaluation. So sometimes a doctor will call the patient back saying that, you know what, I need you to come back in for another visit. We need to do, a, you know, a little bit more uh, complex pap smear or a little bit longer pap smear. That's done through a microscope, and the technical name for that is a colposcopy. So sometimes that, uh, you know, that more complicated pap smear or longer pap smear needs to be done to really look closely at the cells of the cervix because there are some abnormal cells that need to be identified. Um, however, sometimes, as you said, there could be the result of cancer. Now, there are different stages of the cervical cancer, stage 1, stage 2, stage 3, et cetera, um, and, you know, really depends on, um, you know, how abnormal the cells are um, to be able to discern what staging that, that falls under. And then at that time, the doctor, the family doctor may refer the patient to an OBGYN um, to further manage that patient. <clears throat> Um, sometimes also, um, as we talked about co-testing, the human papillomavirus may be positive. In that case, um, there are certain uh, recommendations where um, the, the patient may need to come back in maybe six months to a year to get a retest done because sometimes the, vi- uh, the infection can be cleared on their own. They don't need to, nothing needs to be done. No treatment needs to be administered, but just may need monitoring. So those are the possibilities of results from a pap smear. If we test negative for the HPV virus, for human papillomavirus, is this something that, I mean, I get a pap smear every year, Dr. Srinivas. Is this something that needs to be checked every three to five years or something? Or once you test negative for it 20 years later, you don't need to be checked for HPV and that co-testing situation anymore? No. So if you are negative for HPV and, and your pap smear is completely normal, you go back to the regular screening guidelines that I discussed at the beginning of this, um, you know, of this uh, talk. You, you, uh, so if you are 30, between the ages of 30 to 65, you go back to testing every five years, regardless, um, even if you were negative. Um, same thing if you are younger, you know, between the ages of 21 to 29, you go back every three years. Now, if there are certain risk factors, so let's say you have a new sexual partner, because you know the human papillomavirus uh, can be transmitted sexually, and that's why you know I'm talking about this. That if there are certain risk factors, you know, let's say that you know um, you have a new sexual partner, um, or you're practicing high-risk sexual activity, you know, without using any protection or new partners, you you may need to be tested more frequently. 
and that, you know, it's really up to the discretion of the physician, you know, the primary care doctor, and certainly the results of the last pap smear. You know, it can certainly change the uh, screening recommendations at that point. Um, you know, certainly if you're a smoker, it puts you at higher risk because you tend not to clear an infection as, um, you know, as commonly, and you're at more risk for cervical cancer. So there are certain, you know, risk factors for this that can change the guideline. But typically, if you are 28, 21 to 20 months every three years, you know, between the age of 30 to 65 every three to five years. So in just the last couple of minutes, please tell the listeners why they should come to Summit Medical Group for their continuing care and your best advice on pap smear guidelines and what we should be doing to keep ourselves safe and prevent cervical cancer. So I want to say that, you know, I'm so excited to be part of Summit Medical Group because, you know, there's great communication throughout our group. You know, there's a wonderful uh, internal referral system. So if you need further care, further evaluation, we can send you to our doctors here, and there's direct communication. We use the same electronic medical records so the other providers can look at um, our medical records. So there's really um, great transparency through uh, medical care in this group. Um, and you know, there's, you know, we really focus on access and convenience for the patients um, and quality care in this group. Um, and you know, to conclude for pap smear and cervical cancer screening, you know, I just want to let you know, all women know that go get your pap smear, go get your screening done. It's really important and, you know, only takes about two to five minutes to get the results done. And it's really, you know, um, goes to advocating for your own health um, and prevention of what we call cervical cancer. Um, and certainly we didn't talk too much about human papillomavirus, the vaccine, but that's also something that, you know, is available and out there for, um, you know, young uh, teenagers that I would highly, highly encourage them to go get their vaccine. Um, you know, and that way they could prevent um, uh, this infection and possibly prevent uh, the onset of cervical cancer. Thank you. Really great and very important information. Thank you so much. If you're listening to SMG Radio and for more information, you can go to summitmedicalgroup.com. That's summitmedicalgroup.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>